Oregon Ramen is a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. It serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen Thai noodle soups and the best chicken wings in Metro West. Everything done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508-309-3416. Or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well. www.dorganramen.com Welcome back to the Vampire Movie Minute Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the 1985 Toby Hooper canon films classic science fiction horror vampire movie, Life Force. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Scott Danielson. And joining us for minutes 80 to 85 is the hosts of the Jay and Silent Bob Movie Minute Podcast. I'm Chris. Chris. Oh my God, Chris, you're so <laughs> yeah. unprofessional. Well, I was trying to wait for you, but you took too long. We've been guests on like 11 different podcasts and we haven't gotten it down yet. <laughs> Whenever I think I'm first, Jeff jumps in. Well, you're the vampire to my life, just sucking the soul out of me. <laughs> you guys must be great at four-way stops. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go. No, you go. All right, so Chris and Jeff host uh, the uh, uh, podcast dedicated to all the Kevin Smith films that are in the View Askew universe, and they're about to start Dogma. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not going to run into any kind of uh, issues there, I'm sure, after we went through Chasing Amy and handled that so respectfully. I mean, you guys at least had somebody of the LGBT community on the show that I actually had to find for you and recommended to go on your podcast. I was going to say <laughs> so thanks like, for that. <laughs> these two straight white guys are going to talk about lesbians and everything involving lesbians and what it's like to be a lesbian. <laughs> now, based on the videos help. I've seen, that's not what lesbian sex is like. <laughs> Based on my research. Based on my dedicated bedroom research for the be- many The hours best line is that was in bed Africa's like, I've had my finger up there. My ass doesn't mean I like anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you guys are about to start Dogma. Boy, oh boy, was that not the film that got Kevin Smith in a lot of trouble? Well, I mean, you know you're in a good place when you're out protesting your own movie. <laughs> Well, we open up these minutes of Life Force um, with the discussion of talking about how to kill vampires, and we end it with a uh, naked space girl in her cryotube. But before we get to the minutes, guys, how were you exposed to the movie? Uh, Chris, go go first. Chris, go first. Okay. Uh, I was exposed to the movie when I talked to you and you said we're doing Life Force. You got to check it out. Oh, wow. Okay. Jeff, how were you (laughs) exposed to the movie at such a young age? (laughs) Um, I think it was one of those, like, you just, you get word around the cooler of like, hey, you should go uh, check out this movie. It's a good science fiction movie. And then they wink slowly and creepily towards you. <laughs> and you're like, all right, well, this, this was the, you know, the probably mid to late 80s. What year did this movie come out, by the way? 1985. So it's uh, 36 yeah, years old. So it's probably 86, 87 when it's hitting the VHS, you know. Go out there and you're just like, oh, okay, it looks like a science fiction thing. You start watching it and you're like, this is not exactly, you know, oh, and then you're like, oh, it's a canon film. I, I get it. I, I see what I'm in for here. And then it's like, oh, I, oh, I see why my friends recommended this. There's, there's two reasons they recommended it and it's going on for a really long time. Same friends that have like a stash in the woods. Yes, exa- those exact ones. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, we compare this movie. We compare this movie a lot to Species in terms of the actress from Species, Natasha Hentridge and Matilda May, were both 18 or 19 at the time they did this movie, and they had both had like modeling careers yeah. leading up to it. The, Natasha, the only thing, had had, yeah. Natasha was 19, so she had, had at least a year of adult modeling, and I don't mean by adult porn, but you know what I mean. She done yeah. like the, the only thing that makes me feel better about this is I know when I saw this movie originally, you know, I was 15, 16 years old or whatever. Oh my god! If if like. Chris, this is your first experience with it. Just let that soak in that she's 18. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and my daughter's 14, so that <laughs> that makes it a lot worse. You like you start thinking, well, she's she's only three years away from 21, but then you think, well, she's only four years away from 14. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot easier when it's just like, okay, well, I'm not so much looking at her as remembering when I was her age and looking at her. Yeah. It, yeah, it kind of reminds me like I was I was in a frat in college, and so anytime we've had kind of uh, the like reunions back at back on campus, there's always been like older guys that are like trying to hit on college age girls, and that that always looks real bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a terrible look. Um, Scott, why don't you take us off with the uh, beginning of the minutes? <clears throat> yeah, so we're we're leaving the we're leaving the psychiatric institution. We've got uh, Patrick Stewart all uh, chained up. We've got a couple of bodies, and they're they're about to head be- basically back to home base. And uh, Carlson, our would-be hero, is acting, acting strange. And so then they get a call from Dr. Falada, who was face-to-face with two vampires, and says that uh, he's killed one. And uh, his, the reveal of how he's killed one is pretty great. They just do a kind of a slow pan out and show that there's like this giant sword in this thing's stomach. <laughs> The uh, yeah, you guys unfortunately didn't get the good Patrick Stewart minutes. <laughs> you mean when when he makes out with Patrick Stewart that, that minute? Because I'm glad that I was the previous ten minutes. Yeah, with the uh, yeah. massive light show and everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't. I'm assuming you guys may or may not have covered it. That that was Patrick Stewart's first screen kiss. Yes, he actually yeah. uh, talks about it on a uh, <laughs> late night talk show, saying that uh, his uh, first kiss on screen was with another with another male actor um, in the movie Life Force. Wow. Which what do you think hurts him more? Uh, probably, honestly, the fact that his life force is probably the problem. <laughs> Not that it's another guy. He's like, well, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm bisexual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then they start talking about, like, how the um... – now, Scott, when did he stab the male vampire? So, yeah, so we had a brief uh, – while our, our friends were, were talking to Patrick Stewart, uh, Falada is basically kind of like doing some tests, and then all of a sudden the two male vampires show up, and then there's a pointed shot to, to like a, a medieval-looking sword. And so we never actually see the fight, but Falada okay. somehow killed only one of them. All right. <laughs> and I was the just... other one didn't kill him? I'm very confused by that. Okay, yeah, I, I was really confused. I'm like, I swear to God, I know we didn't record last week, but – the last thing we watched was the swirling light show and Matilda talking through Stuart. Then all of a sudden we got a dead vampire on Percy's desk and you're like, what the hell? Not Percy, but the, um, Pilata. You're like, the hell? What, what, wait, I thought this was the uncut version. What did I miss? <laughs> you missed the fact yeah. that they didn't want to pay $500,000 on that scene. Apparently yeah. so. He does um, say he killed him the old way though. Now, they talk about how the, the vampires have been here before, and these vampires are the vampires of legends, and the, this is where it all kind of comes from. Uh, does anyone remember um, the Transformers animated series in the 2000s called Armada, Energon, and Cybertron? That, uh, listen, I don't think 
I only listen to classic Transformers. Please, <laughs> after the first run, I am out. I am a. I'm a. No, I'm an originalist. You're. Oh, okay. You're a purist. Okay. Okay. So in the eighty, in the in the two thousands, um, when uh, when basically at, at they signified it as a time period in the early two thousands when children like myself and Scott and you guys probably grew up in the eighties and played with the original Transformers were basically now getting you know full time jobs out of college or they didn't go to college they were graduating from high school and they had money of their own and they were just buying up Transformer crap like crazy this is the early two thousands boom of eighties or you know revitalization renaissance. And they had these three cartoon series, Armada, Energon, and Cybertron, called the Unicron Trilogy. In the third series, the Autobots uh, encounter some form of monster Decepticons, and they believe that these monster Decepticons have been on Earth the whole time, and all the legends of monsters on Earth come from these, um, like, hibernated monster Decepticons. Oh, God, it's like the last night Transformers movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> King Arthur fought with Transformers. The fuck you just say to me? Like, yeah. <laughs> and Pat and and uh, and not Patrick Stewart. I'm sorry. Another distinguished actor you can't believe is in a god awful production. Anthony freaking Hopkins is in it. Going it's so yeah. Mm. What's it's so fu- it's so funny to me because Anthony Hopkins, like a guy who's worked with everybody, came out of that and goes, Michael Bay's brilliant. And I was like, what? like I understand. Like that's the thing. Like people are impressed by him on set, but I'm like, did you actually watch the movie though? <laughs> He's like, absolutely not. But you know what? His, no. What happened? His check cleared. So, yeah. yeah. Do you guys oh, know wow, how they did the? the uh, do you guys know how they did the blood scene in this? I mean, it looks like they're just hanging them with it falling off of them and shooting it from a different angle. Right. They basically hung them upside down, and the blood flowed out, according to Toby Hooper, because he's on the commentary for the Blu-ray, the late great Toby Hooper. Uh, and the blood, they reversed, they reversed the footage, and basically had a plastic shield body cast around Matilda. She is in the scene, um, and the blood it was not completely vacuum sealed around her. So the blood started like seeping through. So she's like pressed up completely nude against this plastic shield that's supposed to be protecting her from the blood and just like slotching around in it. Uh, isn't Hollywood great? <laughs> <laughs> when you're 18 years old, you can't speak English. So you don't yeah, <laughs> speak you're... any English, by the way. <laughs> wow. She didn't want to know what they were saying. It's, she's like, it's probably best if I don't know what everybody's saying about me while I'm oh, walking God. around nude for 18 hours a day. Right, in front of a bunch of men in the 80s. Yeah, she didn't want to know. <laughs> and just the amount of cocaine on that set alone is just probably frightening. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, Natasha Hentrich talks about in Species that she's like, I had no problem being nude. Being nude is not a big deal. I'm a model. It's it's making out with Alfred Molina. I had never kissed anybody on screen in front of people before. And then it's Alfred Molina. <laughs> Dr. Octopus. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, but I mean, hey, you got to give it up to the guy Carlson. He's got all the makeout scenes with this woman, and it's fantastic. He, he must be the luckiest guy in the world. Did He's you got all the makeout watch... scenes in the whole movie. Did you guys ever watch the X Files? I watched I all of the X Files. Yeah, some of it. This is the guy who kidnapped Dana Scully in season two. Is that the one where he's, uh, oh God, was he trying to, uh, well, he's trying to get a tire, like, 
Yeah, he holds a building hostage, yeah. and then yeah. he says he he's holds a whole building hostage because he believes aliens implanted stuff in his body, and he's having like PTSD flashbacks. And I do like that you say the episode where she got held hostage, because that only happened well, once. No. A well, no, she's not held hostage. This is—it's just a hostage situation where uh, where Mulder is trying to negotiate with a guy and believes his story, and then Scully's like, "No, he's crazy." Scully ends up getting taken up by aliens in this guy's stead and then leaves for a bit because she had to go have a baby. Right. She was worried she was going to get <laughs> fired. So she told the producers that, hey, I'm pregnant. Uh, what are we going to do? I don't want to lose my job. I'm terrified. And they're like, oh, my God, this is the most brilliant thing that could happen. This is what's going to happen. You're going to get abducted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, so she screams and explodes into blood. That entire sequence is the worst part of this movie. <laughs> it, it doesn't look great. And the the uh, blood coming out of the two guys, the, the guys, they're not great uh, mannequins that nope. they're coming out of either. No, that is a yeah. bad Patrick Stewart Halloween mask. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, that's this I is mean, not exa- it's not exactly Tom Savini stuff going on here. No. <laughs> yeah, they, they would have been better off even with like a Madame Tussauds type of thing <laughs> because yeah, the god is pretty pretty bad. Carlson would rather they, he... they could have just had his head blow open right at the beginning and then just have the blood come out. Yeah. It looks right. very hollow. It looks like it looks like a bag of blood that the stuff's coming out of. Right, right. Yeah. Carl My said, favorite shot is actually when it's all like congealing in a blob for a second. I'm like, what is that becoming? I had no <laughs> <laughs> It was just swirling around. Yeah, it was Yeah, crazy. it just looked like an orb, but I'm like, all right, are we getting real weird? Let's get real weird. <laughs> I, I haven't watched this movie from beginning to end since this Blu-ray was sent to me by Screen Factory back in 2013 when it first came oh. out. So I was a little bit unknowledgeable of it. But as the blob is forming, I could definitely tell there were two – perfect giant breasts in the blob. I was like, oh, is it going to become Matilda? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody working in the factory that day was like, I'm having a good time. <laughs> so Carlson admits that he's the one who sabotaged the shuttle and he did it on purpose because he didn't want them to come back to Earth. He was trying to stop. He was willing to kill everyone aboard the ship um, to stop uh, them from, you know, coming to Earth and causing all this all the problems that are happening. Unfortunately, he failed. Um, yeah, course, Carl, Carlson has been looking the close-up of her. Yeah, it ends with the close-up, but Carlson, who spent, like, I, I find it very interesting that Carlson has looked like a drug addict going through withdrawal the entire time, <laughs> and now someone's like, no, now you gotta tell us, and it's like, he's been with you for, like, multiple hours and hasn't told you the real story yet. That's not good. <laughs> Do you guys have any other uh, information about these five minutes that you want to share? Chris and Jeff, keep it appropriate, please. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this one, there's nothing really bad to say about except for the bad mannequins. I was, I was, you know, five minutes was okay. The, the blood thing was, was different, a little different. but Yeah, I was like, oh, we're getting five minutes. I hope I get a little Patrick Stewart in there. Yeah, exactly, a very little. <laughs> I, get, I get Bobo Patrick Stewart and his head burst in the blood. <laughs> The best scenes with Patrick Stewart, him walking around, even when he just delivers like two letters, he says, I see. It's in that Patrick Stewart voice that you're just like, oh, brilliant, brilliant Patrick. Because again, he's one of those, you'll see this in canon films sometimes where you're like, every once in a while you'll get an actor or two in it. You're like, you're too good for this. (laughs) You shouldn't, why are you here? And Patrick Stewart is too good for everything. I mean, good God, he's on like, Family Guy and American Dad. That is hilarious. Oh, sorry. I, pa- I paused my video at a, a, a very inopportune time. I got it back. I, otherwise, I'm going to lose focus. 
<laughs> I hope your wife walks in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we didn't have him on for the previous minutes, but she's just stark front naked, and then uh, Jeff's wife walked in. What are you watching? Oh, honey, yeah. it's our podcast. Oh, yeah. A podcast, I'm, I swear. I'm telling you right I now, that would not off, be the reaction. That's our podcast. We know this. <laughs> I always podcast my pants off. Listen, you got to understand. You guys just don't know how to deal with it. How you deal with it is she walks in and says that, and you just go, look, can you see how you're, they're exploiting this woman? I, I'm, I'm sickened. Um, I just watched the 80s horror I'll documentary. I'll be honest. My wife would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I just watched an 80s horror documentary. I don't know the name of the director in it, but she's a female director in the 80s, and she directed this movie. Um, I'm sorry. She's in this movie where her and her boyfriend are just in the middle of making out, and the killer comes along. And she just, her character happens to know Kung Fu. And she's, you know, Asian. I don't know what her Asian descent is. But she's like, she asked the director, well, if I'm going to defend this guy, can I actually use my real knowledge of karate and stuff in the scene? And she's, he's like, that's fine. Do you mind doing it naked? And she's just like, no, it's totally fine. Because it will throw the audience off to thinking that I'm going to get killed and I'm vulnerable because I just, you know, fucked my boyfriend and I'm naked. And in fact, she kicks the ass of the killer. And she's like stark naked from head to toe. She points out I had like I grew my bush out for the scene and everything else. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine there's somebody on screen that has to be in charge of that. I'm just like, um, can we get the lighting down here? We're getting a little bit of a shadow on the left side there. <laughs> well, we we talked about this previously. She actually Brazilian waxed her downstairs business um, prior to coming to set, and they all lost their minds and they were like, "You can't! Oh my God! It is completely bare and showing." And they're like, okay, somebody get, you know, hair and makeup to make up a carpet. We're going to tape yeah. your bottom part. <laughs> no joke. Her downstairs business is taped on. <laughs> That's called a merkin. Canon Films had restraint for the first time ever. Yes. No, they Canon were like, Films saw themselves. They were going to get an X rating. They were like, yeah, oh, 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 yeah. I mean, you have the full on outside of the, you know, female body parts, you know, kind of exposed like that with the slit. Absolutely not okay. Today, yeah. it might be okay. You look at, you know, Anne Hathaway in that drug movie she did, that funny, you know, cop romantic comedy. And she's like completely stark naked from head to toe. So well, it makes me laugh is like, cause we're all joking about her being naked in this, obviously. It's not even that she's naked or that she's very attractive. She obviously is. She's just naked for so long. It's you start being like, I, oh, it's just you know, it's uh, time for me to have lunch, and she's still naked. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the book, she's scantily clad in the book, but in the movie, they just decided to make her naked. <laughs> yeah, because they were so like, funny especially is that like she just even even like in a movie like this, it's like okay, maybe she just doesn't have clothes. That's just how they present. They do the same for the fellas, but the walk that she does is the slowest thing on earth. And they're oh, like, yeah. we can't find her. She got like three miles away. I'm like, how? She doesn't move. She, yeah. she saunters everywhere. Yeah. How come she moves in slow motion? <laughs> I've seen like old school zombies that move faster. So I'm very confused by, by, by her pace. Where can everyone find you guys? Chris, you're in charge of the plugs. Do it. That's what I was getting ready to do it. You interrupted me. See that? We are the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook. Just look up Jay and Bob Minute. We're, we did the, the movie Clerks. We did the movie Chasing Amy. We did Mall Rats, and we're working our way through Dogma. We should be releasing shortly. Shortly, yes. <laughs> Scott, where can uh, everyone find us? Yeah, we're the we're the Vampire Minute on Twitter and Vampire Movie Minute on Facebook, and uh, I'm at Scott C. Danielson. And I'm at Chris D. S. A. V., and you can find all the episodes on RadioHorror.com, 
and we are wrapping up the life force and we'll take a few we're going to take a few months break and we'll come back and be doing the uh the 2014 uh vampire comedy what we do in the shadows uh but we're on life force for a few more episodes come back next week for minutes 85 to 90 thank you Welcome back to the Vampire Movie Minute Podcast, podcast dedicated to the 1985 Toby Hooper canon films, science fiction, vampire horror movie, Life Force. Today we are talking about it's 85 to 90, which begins with uh, look and don't touch there, Mr. Carlson, and ends with ravenous creatures trying to get aboard a helicopter as awesome music plays. Um, let's see. Uh, Jeff, why don't you pick it up where uh, we left off with look and don't touch. Um, I don't understand how nobody suspected this man. He's the most suspicious person I've ever seen in my entire life. He's <laughs> just like, oh, you were the lone survivor, and you're the sketchiest dude ever. And they're very surprised about his story. I mean, it's a story we've all heard a thousand times. There's this woman who's way out of your league. She sucks the life out of you. <laughs> she drives away all your family and friends, and you murder them. Oh, God, guys, we've all been there, right? <laughs> yeah, he basically... Have- yeah, he basically goes yourself, with the, I swear to God, she's 18. Yeah, he goes with the Sweet Caroline argument, which is like touching me, touching her, um, switched energy. I gave her, she gave me a lot yeah. of... <laughs> yeah, but I like him trying to like make it happen. He's like, no, no, guys, she, listen, she really wanted me to do this. And you know, everybody, in the, the both guys in the helicopter are like, yeah, okay. Sure, yeah. she did. My favorite is the guy, in the the other guy with him, the uh, like the military guy, is very much like she's not actually a lady, a dumb shit. Like, she's <laughs> <It's> not real. <laughs> she's she is a bat creature. You saw what they look like, you dumbass. Like, <laughs> now do you um this entire this entire scene with London? Did you guys know they didn't shoot this in London? Of course, this is the biggest set Hooper had ever built. It honestly looked like a Godzilla set to me when I first got to it. Like when they do the city scene and Godzilla walks up. Yeah, it definitely looked like miniature work. Yeah, yeah. very obvious miniature work. Um, and then we got like people just going nuts. The the thing from space is causing this, Scott? Is that what they're trying to tell us? There is. I don't know why we're looking for explanations. Um, <laughs> there, there are none. Uh, what no, else can we do this podcast? <laughs> yeah, well, that's 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 fair. No, there. It's the logic of how things have turned out makes no sense. So basically, it really what does. Yeah. Yeah. What they they've they've basically turned on a dime and said that instead of just there being three of these things, it's basically that they just transfer their energy like a virus onto a bunch of people. And so now we have an excuse for zombies tearing apart the definitely not London set. But the stuff that makes no and they're like they've said that there's a ship nearby or like the comet could be affecting things. But we have legit laser blasts that redirect and go straight into buildings just for the sake they could explode. They're, I'm not even, I'm not joking. My favorite one is they cut to the street and this one, it's like shooting past. It then stops like it missed its turn and then goes back into a building and blows it up. Like it makes no sense. It pulls a UV there. It does. That's yeah, exactly no. what I'm watching. Yeah. And it takes the whole building out right afterwards. And they are like, zombies. Ah. Like, like what is going on there? <laughs> They don't seem like vampires anymore. Our, uh, our, hel- <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> sorry. 
Our helicopter pilot, by the way, uh, that we see in the previous five minutes and the current five minutes that we're on is played by Hayden Wood. Um, didn't really do a lot, but had appeared on a couple episodes of Doctor Who and Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Does anyone remember that show? I know sure. the name for some reason, but I'm, I don't like remember it, remember it. They were kind of like a couple private detectives. Um, the, 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 it, it, there's so many, like, as they call them, zombies that show up in this scene, and I don't know which zombie this happens to be. He's just credited as zombie, and there's so many that show up. So I take your pick if he's in this scene or another scene coming up, but uh, zombie guy is played by Derek Lyons, um, and he's pretty much kind of a bit part actor. Uh, the two things you, you might know that he was in was Top Secret. He played a German soldier, and he was just an extra in The Bride, which starred Sting and Jennifer Beals, which is about the uh, the Bride of Frankenstein kind of remake. Okay, then. A much <laughs> better movie than this. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, so figure, out, I couldn't oh, figure yeah, out who ahead. the woman was, by the way. She's not listed on IMDb. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, the IMDb for this one is, it's like spot, like the descriptions are not helpful because they're like guard. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of them. Could you? Be I was just saying there's a lot of people in this movie. I can't imagine what would be on the IMDb. Like even like sometimes they're like guard, security guard. And I'm like, that tells me nothing. <laughs> Military guard. Oh, God. Okay, Might as well just say zombie. Right. Yeah, so yeah, we got like we have man attacked by zombie. There is a there is a man attacked by a zombie. He's played by Tip Tipping, and this guy is again one of those character actors that is in everything that was fi being filmed in England at the time, such as oh. Aliens, Willow, Robin Hood, Brazil, Star Wars, Doctor Who. Wow, <laughs> this guy was that's, working at least. That's an, that's an IMDb listing that looks really impressive until you actually look at like the cast name. I played man in the background 17 times. Oh, congratulations. I mean, he's also been in some stuff that I, you know, hey, I don't know of any of you guys, if you were ever in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Crawl, Octopussy, Return to Oz, um, Never Say Never Again. Wow. Yeah, there's just some a good movies. movies that create, yeah. Just a bunch or, of movies that create nightmares. Or, or come on, come on. I mean, you, you gotta, you got to give him up for his stunt work in the amazing film Rawhead Rex. <laughs> I think that's an adult film that we shouldn't watch. Uh, yeah, it, it's a based on a Clyde Barker story. <laughs> I, my point stands. Um, then, then like the the prime minister comes out. By the way, there's no IMDb listing for who the hell the prime minister is. Oh, nice! I they got a guy him. attacked by a zombie, but they don't have the prime minister. His name is Peter uh, Porteous. Oh, okay. And what what he, was he? In? he he, uh, he uh, like, a, we, well, it's been a running kind of, not gag, well, kind of a gag at this point, that if you are in this movie, chances are you are also in a Bond movie at some point, and he was in Octopussy <laughs> and The Living Daylights. Wow. Uh, my favorite is his listing in The Living Daylights as Gasworks Supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, the, uh, the secretary takes him over behind something and always sees the shadow of her, like, sucking the life force out of him. And I thought I for thought a minute, so. oh, is, he, is she going to turn into Matilda? I what? thought I thought it was actually the prime minister doing it. Yeah, I thought oh. he was draining her because that's why he called yeah, her back. Yeah, because he's 
Because he's yeah. the one that looks like he has the cocaine habit, and then he's like, "Could you come here? <laughs> could you come here for a second? Not suspicious at all, but can you around the corner? Just just around the corner. Hang on. Now, I know I'm the lights pretend. all behind this. I know the lights all behind this. This uh, yeah, rape here, but let's do it anyway. And yeah. then the guard. I, I like how the prime minister has a money petty like setup for some fucking reason. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the guards start collapsing and start transforming, and then that kick-ass music starts kicking in as they make their escape. As we are. Yeah basically now barreling into the climax of the movie where Carlson gets to have sex with Matilda again. And <laughs> well, my that favorite, is literally my what happens. Of... Carlson gets naked yeah. and gets to have sex with Matilda. <laughs> That's, I mean, we'll get there when we get there. My favorite part about this is that these two men witness that the prime minister is a, is like a zombie vampire, energy vampire and they just run away and tell no one. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even try to report it. You're they right. They're like, oh, yeah, what's the chain of command here? Fuck it. We're our own. I don't know. I, I'm Save leaving. yourself. Save yourself. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have here on the Zoom recording, which is about to kill us. <laughs> Cancel us out. Scott, where can they find us? Peek behind the curtain. Uh, we're at the Vampire Minute on Twitter and Vampire Movie Minute on Facebook. Oh, and it, oh my God! I completely forgot. The ravenous creatures grab onto the helicopter. One of them has its flesh ripped off. That is a cool yeah. special effect. Uh, uh, um, uh, Chris, where can people find you? We are the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. Come check us out. All right, send us over the link to the uh, where you need us to go to. I gotta kill the call because it's about the end. Yes. All right. <laughs>